The ideas, procedures, and suggestions contained within this podcast are not intended as a substitute for consulting with a medical professional. All matters regarding your health and fitness require medical consultation and supervision. Welcome to the Warrior Wellness Podcast, a podcast for military members, veterans, and first responders focusing on fitness, health, nutrition, and biohacking. Our mission with this podcast is to introduce America's heroes to lifestyle habits and hacks that will help them live healthier, happier lives, and in turn, be fit enough to continue their support of their communities and country. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast. I am your host, former Army Captain Stephanie Lincoln, founder of Fireteam Whiskey Military Fitness. So today I am sitting down with Olivia Mead. Um, She is the founder and CEO of Yoga Shield, Yoga for First Responders. It's a 501c3 nonprofit organization providing yoga training that is job specific and culturally informed. The techniques and drills taught using Yoga Shields, Yoga for First Responders, unique protocol trains and a skill set for processing stress, building resilience, and enhancing performance. Yoga Shield builds elite uniform personnel and military members for a long, survivable, and rewarding career. Yoga Shield ensures the long-term sustainability of our classes and trainings in the department and academy of settings through systematic programming that is operationally sound. So we're going to talk all about that with Olivia. They have all sorts of offerings through Yoga Shield, Yoga for First Responders. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast. Are you fire team ready? Try the Fire Team Whiskey Spec Ops Keto Joe Shake. The Keto Joe Shake is a medium-chain triglyceride MCT shake derived from non-GMO coconut oil. It contains 17 grams of MCT, 10 grams of high-quality whey protein, and no sugar. It's sweetened with stevia leaf, so you can keep those carbs low and shred that body fat. 25 milligrams of caffeine to give you extra energy for the gym or your busy day. Fireteam Whiskey has been supplying military members deployed all over the world with Spec Ops shakes for over three years. Fireteam Whiskey Spec Ops shakes are fueling the fight. Whether you are just trying to lose a few pounds or trying to get that extra edge in the gym, the Fireteam Whiskey Spec Ops shakes are for you. Make sure to stock up now and support our efforts to raise funds for Team RWB, our nonprofit partner that provides social support and fitness events for our nation's heroes. Thank you, Olivia, for being on the Warrior Wellness Podcast. We have so much to discuss, but go ahead and tell us about yourself and how you ended up founding Yoga Shield, Yoga for First Responders. Yes, so I'm happy to be here and talking with you today. Um, I have been a yoga instructor for 18 years now, and I've been practicing in some fashion my entire life. Um, I, my dad was a golf professional. And so he practiced yoga for the, the mental aspect of the golf game. Uh, I was a professional dancer. So I used yoga for my dance career. I got injured. I used yoga for my injury. And then I started really understanding the layers to yoga, the true intention of it, the neurological, the mental intentions of it, which I'm sure we'll go into. Um, And that's not really what you find out there in yoga studios and gyms. You're typically really focused on the physical aspect in our Western culture. 
And I knew that there was so much more to offer than this. And honestly, the um, studios and gyms weren't really interested in that aspect of yoga. And, and, you know, that's, that's okay. It's they're, they're branding a certain, you know, a certain outcome and, and they're doing that. But I had to think to myself, gosh, who, who really would eat this up and needs it and uh, could use it. And, and so the first thought in my mind was uh, military, but specifically veterans. And I got trained in an approach to yoga that is in the trauma-sensitive world, trauma-informed, uh, specifically for veterans who struggle with post-traumatic stress. So I was teaching in the VAs for veterans with substance abuse issues and diagnosed post-traumatic stress, and I was part of their programming. They had weekly yoga classes. And I was doing that for a while. It kind of bled into mili uh, active military as well. Um, but then it sort of dawned on me after a conversation I was having with my mother, actually, um, about first responders and how come I wasn't serving that population. Now, therein lies the, um, the issue that I like to bring to light through this work, which is we expect first responders to be there. We're going to call 911. We know they're going to be there. We know if we flag one down, they're around our community to support us. But we don't think of them as the people, the people inside the uniform, right? And so I was just part, I was at fault for that too, where I was just thinking about military and veterans. And I don't want to say just thinking, that's the wrong way to say it. I was exclusively thinking about them um, and not really opening my uh, understanding that we have another layer. You know, we always think of military as the one protecting our country, which is true, but then you have these smaller, and again, not smaller necessarily, but more uh, specific, honed in to communities and counties and cities and states, right? And we're not really thinking about them. They're not at the, the top of everyone's mind. And so I was like, let, let me see what, what is there for them. And I literally Googled yoga for first responders and nothing came up like it did with yoga for veterans, yoga for military. And so I knew I had to create this myself. I was working in Los Angeles and living in Los Angeles. And so I ended up working with Los Angeles Fire Department to start this development of really honing a yoga practice that was job specific and culturally informed for public safety. And then that got into LAPD and then more and more and more. And now we're all over the country and I've trained hundreds of instructors. The, the funny thing is that it's come back around because um, we started to get requests from military. And so it was, that was my original intention was to train military, completely stopped working with veterans and military and went exclusively into first responders. And now we also have the military part of our nonprofit, which is the yoga shield um, element of what we do. So same exact protocol offering of yoga, uh, but our military programs. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And um, I'm a military veteran myself, and um, we'll talk about this in a sec. Um, you know, especially being an army, you know, which is, much, you know, very much more cool, you know. <laughs> I, and I was an endurance racer. I was on the Florida Army National Guard endurance racing team. I was doing 300 mile extreme triathlons, basically. Mm -hmm. So I was an extreme endurance athlete. And um, my my story, similar to yours, is I got injured, 
And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, kind of things came to a halt and I was looking for a way to still move my body, but, you know, recover from my injury. And that's how I started. I discovered yoga, but I was Mm -hmm. very hesitant. And I thought it was like, oh, this kind of frou-frou, like it's Mm -hmm. just slow stretching, you know? Right, (laughs) right. Or it's very like a spiritual practice, almost like a religion. And it's just for you know, these dainty ladies or old ladies. And, Mm -hmm. but I discovered it was very different (laughs) than what I had assumed it was going to be. And it was actually very challenging and very physical and very mental. And I can, I can certainly count on, you know, more than two hands, how many times I have just cried during a yoga practice. And I've never done that before when I'm doing weights in a gym or, you know, doing pull-ups or I'm on a run. So it's, it is, um, there is a lot of kind of mental, spiritual aspects to it, but it's not frou-frou or, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. you just make these assumptions, but until you actually do it, there's, you know, it's, it's much more complex, but um, there are a lot of barriers to yoga, you know, for first responders in military, you know, to explore yoga. And I just described a couple of them, you know, yeah. you, I think you've said, um, I was looking at a video of yours, you, you talk about, you know, it seems to be feminine and meek, you know, so mm-hmm. yeah. it's kind of a barrier that that's in front of these first responders in military. So can you just talk about some of these barriers? Yeah, absolutely. And what your assumptions were are founded. And the reason they're founded is because it's the branding and marketing of yoga in the West that makes it appear uh, meek and feminine and for the purposes of stretching or relaxation. So if you Google image yoga, um, the images that come up are all women, all white women, all thin white women Mm -hmm. doing positions that someone who does not look like that or can't do that would be like, (laughs) why is that what they're going to have me do? You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, no way. And also how is that going to benefit my military career? How is that going to help me as an athlete? And, and, you know, so it's, it's, but listen, the, what those messages do bring in is the money right? You can Mm -hmm. sell the really expensive yoga pants and, and yoga is a billion dollar business and it's going to continue to be branded and marketed in a way to continue to make it a billion dollar business. So in a way we're kind of fighting, you know, swimming upstream. So having those misconceptions about the true intention of yoga is very common and also very much founded, especially in our Western culture. Now I've, you know, I've studied with many masters here in the U.S. as well as in India, where where yoga was uh, first sparked about five thousand years ago, and uh, the original intention of yoga, as I have come to understand it through my studies and practice, is mastering your mind and having optimal functioning of your psychophysiological system, meaning everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your mind, your nervous system, your body, everything that you've got is working at a, at the most optimal level possible. That's the original intention of yoga. Now, if I put that on a poster board and said, come to my yoga studio, because you'll have optimal levels of functioning neurologically. I mean, no one's going to come, <laughs> right? It's a really niche group. That's going to understand um, the, you know, what that means and how that can benefit them. And typically for 
uh, people who are in a job where that is truly required. I mean, I think it's great for everyone, no matter what your job is, but when you're in a high stress job with high stakes, high risks, it's going to be something you probably hear more about and really want to obtain. So there are these phrases we hear a lot of mental toughness, mental grit, warrior mindset, but there really isn't a tactical and specific training method to get there, right? You're just supposed to have it, have mm -hmm. mental toughness. Okay. How do I, you know, I, I attended police academy classes uh, while I taught in academy, which was, again, this was a, a, a very, very valuable um, opportunity that I got because it allowed me to shape the yoga to be job specific. Right. And I remember in one of our first classes for defensive tactics, we were taught, told and talked about the warrior mindset. And that's what's going to, you know, make the difference between if the call goes well or doesn't or whatever. And I wanted to be like, okay, how do I get it? How do you, how are we going to train me in this? Right. And that's what yoga is really for. Now, how do you get inside? How do you get between your ears? How do you, you can't, it's not tangible. We can't touch it. Right. Which is why it's so elusive to so many people. This thing, our physical body, we can touch. You can measure it very easily. Am I able to flip that tire or not? Can I, how fast can I run a mile? You can measure it and see it in real time. But when we're talking about how the brain works, how the neurological system is functioning, you can't see it, you can't touch it, you can't, you know, grab it. So it's a, it's a lot more difficult to, mm -hmm. um, to sort of adopt that and, and to train that. Um, but that's what yoga is doing. So in order to get inside to those things that we can't grab and touch, we have to use the vehicle that's most accessible to us, which is the physical body. So through the physical body, through our breath work, which is the foundation of yoga is your breath. I, I mm -hmm. want to make that super clear. You guys, the, the physical aspect is a training tool, but the, the, what we're really working on is the breath work. So through the physical aspect, through the breath work, you're able to access your nervous system, your brain and your mind and make some changes. But we've all mistaken, we've all sort of gotten away from that and, and just said, okay, I'm going to focus on the, the physical aspect of it, right? As if mm -hmm. that's the benefit, the, the sole benefit. Um, so yeah, so, so, so that's really uh, where those, um, misunderstandings come from. Yes. So to reemphasize yoga is not relaxation. <laughs> no, 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 kind no. Of the exact opposite of relaxation yeah, yeah. because yeah. it is, it is active. You are mm -hmm. active in your mind, in your body, in your breath and, and yep. controlling your physiological arousal every single minute, minute yes. you're on the mat. Yes. So it is such an active practice. It is the exact opposite of relaxation, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think. Yeah. So. You are awake, you are aware. Like, mm -hmm. and okay, so this is a great example of that. And I love the way you stated that because that's, that is absolutely it. So when I look at my students, I really focus on, because I'm, someone described me once as stalking my students, because I'm always <laughs> walking around looking at every little piece, right? What I'm looking at are their fingertips. I'm mm -hmm. looking at their toes. I'm looking at the muscles above the kneecaps. And those are the first things to leave the mind. Yes. So I know when you're checking out because your fingers start to curl, mm 
-hmm. the kneecaps start to drop, right? And so I'm, I'm coaching my students to constantly be doing this scan. When you look good, you feel good. Guys, it's about time you threw away those stained t-shirts and those baggy, saggy shorts and upgrade your gym swagger. Zaya Active is the official workout wear of Fireteam Whiskey. Go to bit.ly forward slash Zaya FTW and check out all the styles for women, men, and kids. Mm-hmm. And it's not hypervigilant. It is not, it is a controlled and calm. We call the three P's position, pace, perception, scan the position of your body. Am I intentionally, you know, people are going to stand with their toes at 10 and two rather than 12 unknowingly or mm-hmm. having one foot slightly behind unknowingly. And people will say to me, oh, that's my, my interview stance. That's why I have to do my favorite or this or that. That's great. That habit has owned you because I've just asked you to put your feet at 12 o'clock and you're not doing it. So I don't care that it's what you do eight hours a day or whatever. I'm asking you to consciously do something different, right? So position of the body, pace of your breathing. Are you in control and measuring and controlling the pace of your breathing? And third perception, what's going on between your ears? What's your perception of the situation? Mm -hmm. So those are tools to constantly make sure that you are self-aware. So you're absolutely right that you're on, you're aware, you're awake the whole time. And rather than that word relaxation, which implies kicking your feet up on the couch with a glass of wine and your favorite Netflix show. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. I love that, but it's (laughs) different than what we're doing. Right. So relaxation is typically temporary coping mechanism, right? I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to watch Netflix. I'm going to drink a glass of wine. I'm going to go on vacation. All of those things are temporary, right? Because as soon as the Netflix shows over or your glass of wine is done, neurologically, you are just as bound up and dysregulated as you were before. It gave you some momentary peace, but you know, but then you're, you go back. And also all of those things are dependent on something outside of you, the wine bottle, the TV, the, whatever it is. And typically none of those things you can do while you're active at work. You can't bring those things with you. So therefore unconsciously, when you go into work, you're thinking I'm not in a good space here and I'll only be in a good space off duty with my coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. What we're doing with yoga is what we refer to as regulation. We're regulating the nervous system. A regulated nervous system is not only, does not only have the ability to go back to ba- to come back to baseline, it has the ability to be in high active stress in a controlled and manageable way. A healthy nervous system can 100% be effective while in an activated stressful state. Mm-hmm. This is where the issue lies is there's not enough training on how to be in stress. So we're yes. thinking, oh, the you know, the, the result, the, the, the missing piece is that we have to figure out how to downregulate, how to be, you know, off. No, we want to teach you how to be on Mm -hmm. because when you're know how to be on, then you also know how to be off right there. There are two sides of the same coin. So you're absolutely right. in the fact that yoga is teaching you 
how to manage your brain, your mind, and your breath while under stress. Mm -hmm. And the stress could be the position, but how I teach is I'm also the stressor. I'm standing Mm -hmm. in front of you and I'm nitpicking everything and I'm getting under your skin and now keep managing your breath. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I've, I've been told even in police academies that yoga was the hardest class, (laughs) you know? So, so yeah, that's, that's what we're bringing it back to. Yes. I love that. Yes. That's such a perfect description. And also, unfortunately with our society nowadays, we are taught even more um, that to ignore our bodies and to ignore what's going on in our minds. I mean, we are, you know, I think the average American spends like four hours a day in front of a screen. You know, mm-hmm. it's, we're, we're told to disconnect constantly, you know, just ignore our bodies, ignore those signals, ignore our mind, ignore anxieties and just push through, push through. And especially right. as first responders and military members, we're definitely taught that, you know, that's pounded into our brains for sure. So to, to, you know, to use yoga as a way to kind of reconnect, Mm -hmm. um, is, is so beneficial. Mm -hmm. So, um, let's talk about some techniques learned in yoga that first responders can apply and everybody. I mean, we're talking about in general, everybody can apply to, but, you know, because that's what you specialize in. You know, some techniques learned in yoga that first responders can apply to their daily lives. You know, what are Mm -hmm. the benefits that they're getting and how is it helping them do their jobs better? Yeah, that's a great question because, uh, again, one of the misunderstandings is, wait, when I'm out in the field, do you want me to do down dogs and warrior two? (laughs) No, you know, what, uh, what can be applied at any point, no matter what you're doing, is your breath work. And when you train for it, like anything else you train for, the more consistently you train for it, the more it's a habit and you do it Mm -hmm. unconsciously. So for instance, let's say on the yoga mat, I've got my students in a forearm plank for an ungodly amount of time and I'm having them control. So I'm having them not lose their eye on the target. Because what you'll see when you put people in a forearm plank, for instance, and they start to fatigue, you see what they do when they get stressed. They lose their target. They drop their eyes. Their hands begin to curl. They compromise their body positioning. So we can start training people that even though you're under stress, you know, and and by the way, I'm not talking about hurting anyone. So I want also to say that there's scalability in all of our physical aspect. We're, what we're training is someone's 4%, we call it. So we want you 4% out of your skill set. Um, mm-hmm. because that's when you get into the flow state, which I'm sure you guys have talked about at some point, um, you know, with your program, but the flow state is your optimal level of functioning. It's in the zone, it's in the pocket. And when you can get the brain into the flow state is when the challenge is just 4% beyond your skill set. For some people that might be hovering their butt above their chair and staying mm-hmm. there while, you know, you know, getting those legs fired up. And for a SWAT operator, it might be a two-point plank or, you know, a side, whatever the case may be. So we're not hurting anyone. We're taking them to their 4%. Um, And, uh, you know, and so from there, we are, you know, we're training their breath work. We're training the focus of their eyes. We're training their alignment or we're training everything else so that when they're out in the field, because stress is stress is stress. 
the body doesn't know, am I in a forearm plank or does someone just draw their weapon at me? Mm -hmm. Physiological, biological stuff's gonna be the same. So if you've trained that as soon as that stressor wave comes up, you immediately kick into your tactical breath work, your grounding, your self-awareness and mindfulness. You have to train for mindfulness, folks. You can't just say, okay, be mindful at work today doesn't just happen. You have to train in mindfulness in order for it to happen under high stress situations. Okay. So when that training is there and that locks in during a high stress situation, which could be a life or death thing or a commander walking into the room. Now we have data on this because we use hexoskins and hexoskins is a shirt that calculates lots of data, HRV, oxygen levels, all that stuff. And we put people in it during our training. So we were at a training with Iowa National Guard. We're sitting there, a commander walks in just to say, thanks for being here, folks. That's it, <laughs> nothing wrong, nothing bad. And this, this biological markers in this individual <laughs> skyrocketed, right? Just when a commanding officer walks into the room. So again, this shows you, it's not just for the big bad stuff, guys. It's for every day because that cumulative stress built up has the same effect on the brain and nervous system as a traumatic event. So it still has to be, you know, um, addressed. So you have the training, you lock it in. Here's what's happening in neurologically and in your brain. When you are able you are able to keep yourself in a coherent state. Coherency is measured by heart rhythm, heart rate variability, the space between your heartbeats. And what is that showing is that the systems in your body, the nervous system, the stress response is working at a t- as a team to keep you at that optimal level of functioning. That only happens uh, with training. Without mm-hmm. training, when that stressor comes in, the systems don't talk and you are in an incoherent state. What they found with people in an incoherent state is that they are not making decisions correctly. Mm -hmm. They are not uh, verbally communicating specifically. Um, And that's when we start to see mistakes happen, right? Putting yourself in a coherent state, you are able to communicate, you're able to make decisions, you're able to uh, interpret uh, visual uh, factors, you know, and, and knowing what they mean and be able to make decisions from that, right? So this means that under stress, you have trained yourself to make accurate decisions to the situation at hand. Whereas without that training, the stress puts you in an incoherent state, which I like to call the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk is throwing punches, not knowing who's the good guy or the bad guy, right? Because the Incredible Hulk is not in a cognitive state of, um, you know, understanding and deciphering things. Mm -hmm. So it takes you out of the incredible Hulk, puts you back into your Bruce banner and gets you um, to a place of making decisions quickly under rapidly changing circumstances and under stress. This is not BS. This is stuff that has been researched and there's biofeedback machines that show it. And we have one of those biofeedback machines that we use in the classroom to show people this is true. So that's another thing that's really important, especially for people where this information is like brand new to them with yoga. Yoga is 100% backed by neuroscience. In fact, it's referred to as applied neuroscience. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned a term when you were just talking, so I want you to expound upon that. You mentioned tactical breath work. What Mm -hmm. does that mean? 
So tactical obviously means uh, a tactic, right? You're using it for a reason. It is intentional. So breath work, when you manipulate it and use it for training, you're using it for a specific outcome. There are ways you can manipulate your breath for a specific outcome. So I just talked about coherency. Um, they, it is known that if you breathe between five to seven breaths in a minute, that's the optimal breathing pattern to put your systems in a coherent state. So there's a breathing pattern that we do where you inhale for three, you hold for two and you exhale for a five count. Doing that uh, math is six breaths per minute, which is exactly the sweet spot for coherence. So we call it coherency breath. Um, another breath technique is without holding the two counts, three for five, that brings your system back down to recovery after, after activation. Um, box breathing, which a lot of people hear about in mm -hmm. military, right? Box breathing. And the interesting thing about box breathing and what's great about it is it's actually a little bit of stress inducing, mm -hmm. although it's training the vagus nerve. Because whenever you're retaining breath in or out, it is stress inducing. Um, but what that does when you retain the breath is uh, increase your CO2 tolerance. The reason mm -hmm. this is important is the more CO2 you have in your body, the stronger the signal from the tissues that say, hey, you know, blood, hemoglobin, drop off some oxygen cells to me. Without that CO2, there it's it's like the hemoglobin does can't hear can't hear your cells say please give me oxygen. So what do you do? Your instinct is to get more air. So you do a huge right. So now you have all this oxygen, really low CO2, and once again there's no communication to get that oxygen to the cells. So mm -hmm. what do you do? right? That is hyperventilation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So by holding your, by doing very, you know, measured and trained and coached breath technique, where you're retaining the breath, you're increasing your CO2 tolerance, which means a minimal amount of air is more effective because the oxygen goes straight to your brain and straight to the tissues. And that means for firefighters, of course, that they can make their air tank last longer because they need less air to do their job and be effective. So as you can see, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, right? It's mm -hmm. just the tip of the iceberg. There are books, huge like Bibles basically about breath work out there and, and how you can manipulate it. And, you know, we really train the basics and the fundamentals because that's all really someone can hang with and the amount of time that we are given to train people. But breath work and manipulating it is a tactic to succeed in the short term and the long term of your career. Introducing the new Fireteam Whiskey Fitness and Nutrition app. Everything you need to get fit and lose weight right at your fingertips. Choose from hundreds of fitness videos and fitness plans. Search for workouts by fitness level, equipment available, or body part focus. Choose from several nutrition plans and customize your macros. Your entire fitness, nutrition, and wellness plan all scheduled on your calendar. Text a trainer anytime for tips, tricks, and motivation. Achieve your fitness and health goals with the Fireteam Whiskey app. Go to www.fireteamwhiskey.com to get two weeks of results for free. Yeah, I love it. That's that's so beneficial. I've definitely 
personally uh, uh, benefited from all all that different kinds of different breath work for sure and some very very stressful situations yeah i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> so um you also talk about and i think this goes along with that coherence um and awareness training um, that you're talking about um you talk about trigger discipline and how mm -hmm. this can be beneficial yoga uh, can be beneficial for that can you talk about this term and what that means yeah, absolutely. So um, in firearms training there, you know, the trigger discipline is specifically working on the trigger finger, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, and pulling the trigger. And the reason that needs to be disciplined and trained is that there's a lot going on in the hand, let alone without stress. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and I know people may not be able to see me here, but as I start to move my trigger finger other part of my hand is moving okay it's, it's easy to do on your own now if i let that happen right while i was holding a firearm that minimal change is going to really throw off the accuracy yards ahead and so and another thing too i mean there's we don't have to get into firearms training because there's so many details with this but if you even move or slide the finger inward that can change right um, if you're, if you're holding it to do multiple rounds, I mean, there's so much going on there. Now it's very difficult to train trigger discipline with a bang, bang in your hand, you know, with mm -hmm. that flinch, um, with the stress, are you qualifying, you know, what's going on? There is a way to train the brain communicating to that finger, as well as the muscle that controls that finger without being on a, a, a gun range and without the bang, bang, the flinching. Yeah. And that's in yoga. Okay. Because if you train for it first in this, uh, quote unquote, not even quote, unquote, it is a safe environment. I'm not saying that firearms training isn't safe, but like uh, a different contained environment. Right. And when you go on the range and you have those extra stressors, you've already trained your body on the neurological and the memorization and all that part. So here's an, here's an example. I'll have people in, in fact, I just filmed yesterday um, a class for our security forces for the Iowa National Guard. And we were working specifically on, dis, on trigger discipline. So I have them in a high plank position. It's like a push-up position, okay? The fingers are forward. I have them focusing forward on a target. So a lot of times when you see people in a plank pose, their head drops. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it feels like it's making, you know, what? I think this is why I think it makes the push-ups easier because you get more on your shoulders, uh -huh. right? Yes. And when you lift your head, you have to put more on your back and the mm -hmm. triceps and stuff, which is makes it harder. Okay. Solved. Great. <laughs> so I encourage people to keep their head lifted and their eye on the target, right? Cause you have to keep your eye on the target and we could bend our elbows a little bit or not add whatever stressor you want. Then with the hands on the floor, so you can't move these extra fingers as you inhale. And by the way, I get people to shake it mm -hmm. because if you're in a real situation where you have to pull out your firearm, you're going to be tremoring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you inhale and you lift the finger off the floor. You exhale and pull it in. Inhale, extend, exhale, lower, inhale, wow. exhale, inhale, exhale. Now this right here is strengthened but it's not just strengthened like i'm lifting weights you're also training it along with the breath work that goes along with pulling the trigger 
right? You want to pull the trigger at the bottom of the exhale. Mm -hmm. That's when everything's still, that's when your heart's going to be at, you know, at its slowest, all that stuff. And so we're training the breath and the body movement that goes with it, along with looking through a front sight, all, and that's yoga because yoga is combining breath and movement in an intentional way. And we're using that to leverage a skill that's needed by first responders and military. Um, and so that's what I mean by trigger discipline and a great example of how yoga supports tactical skills and enhancing performance versus just, again, like I said before, it's not just about down regulation. Mm -hmm. You can use all these tools to enhance how you're in activation and action. Yeah, that's super helpful. And it's funny, I, I think back to my training um, in, in boot camp, you know, when I first, I'd never fired a weapon in my life. Mm -hmm. And we would have to sit there for hours um, I, in, on various firing positions um, with our rifles and our, you know, you get so fatigued, but we would have to sit there for hours and our, our drill sergeant will put a penny on the ends of our rifles. And mm -hmm. we'd have to do breaths and we would right. have to inhale, exhale, slowly pull the trigger, keeping it as still as possible. And there's no, there's no bullets. in, so it just kind of click and that penny better not fall off. And we mm. would do that for hours. And then, you know, with the pistol, we'd be out. We yeah. have to hold our arms up and your arms are shaking yeah. and you've got to keep that penny. <laughs> and, yeah. and I mean, even now, every time I go to a range, I do the same thing. I do mm -hmm. the breath work. I inhale, I exhale, wait till the bottom. Yeah. I slowly pull my finger in. It's a slow and steady movement, not a jerk, you know, right. and, and right. recoil. Yeah. It's, it's very, um, very focused, very calm. You know, you're keeping yourself in that, that calm state, even though it's a stressful situation. I mean, firing a weapon is stressful. It yeah. always should be, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should always be careful. So yeah, I love that. That's such a well, wonderful it's mindfulness. Technique. Like what you just described is mindfulness. And I think when we think of mindfulness, we're always thinking Tai Chi, but mindfulness can be applied anywhere. Right. And right. I, and I would even argue those of us who do yoga a lot are practicing it very not mindfully. But again, that added risk and stressor of being on a gun range, I think makes those who are there training sort of lock into that mindfulness. Mindfulness and flow are sort of interchangeable to me in terms of what's going on in the brain. And so, yeah, as you can see, it's uh, the mindfulness practice of firing a weapon is, uh, can almost be more, lend itself to mindfulness more than being on a yoga mat because there isn't that mm -hmm. risk there. Right. right. Yeah. But now imagine like if someone had the yoga training before they went to boot camp and fired a weapon for the first time. So while that penny's there, they've already trained isolating the finger. They've already trained their breath. I mean, they're going to be, they're going to be ahead of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, it's, it's such good descriptions of how this translates to these, you know, these job duties. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about Yoga Shield, Yoga for First Responders. What what services do you all offer? What do you what do you have to offer to these communities? Well, let's talk online first. And the reason I want to go online first is because we do have several in person um, 
in, you know, programs and instructors, which I'll get to, and that's how we started, but not, you know, not everyone might have an instructor in their town or ready to go with that. So we have our app called Cyber Academy. It's an on-demand platform. You go to our website, go to classes on demand, and you can sign up for, um, for the on-demand platform. I wanna make sure there's a discount code for your audience and I have not made it yet. So maybe if you guys have notes, we can put it in yeah. there. Um, but the discount that we give first responders and military is $4 a month for the 100, over 100 classes. There That's are 15 free, free classes on there. So feel free to obviously use those. And as a reminder, we're a nonprofit organization. So those four little dollars go straight back in the organization. Um, giving our services to departments and to, to military personnel. Um, we're launching in the beginning of 2022, our online course platform. So if you've never done yoga, we have a six week online resilience training for yoga. And that'll be launching in the beginning of the year. What's exciting about this, and I hope I'm allowed to say this, but uh, we it went through a pilot research study earlier in the year. And that paper will be print, will be published next year. But the findings that uh, is that everyone who completed the six week training program had an, a significant decrease in cumulative stress symptoms. Mm. Um, so it is showing to be beneficial. So online stuff, the course, the, the online platform. We do in-person training classes, uh, lecture in-service style, uh, anywhere from 90 minutes to eight hours. Um, so we can come into someone's facility and do a lecture and a hands-on demo. Um, we also have, so if you want an instructor in your town and you don't have one or in your department or what have you, we have instructor schools. And this is what we did for Iowa National Guard is we came out there and we're going to be coming out again. I just got word. We've also been to Lachlan Air Force Base for our instructor school. Um, it is a six day, 60 hour instructor school that trains you in our protocol how to adopt it and how to teach it to others. And when you are licensed, uh, you, we have curriculum for you. So we have curriculum for police academies and fire academies and all of that. We have curriculum for the in-service training. So if you're asked to come present at a conference, we will give you your presentation material so you don't have to stress about that. Um, and that's licensed to all of our instructors. Um, and all of this info is on the website as well. But if you have, if you're like, what did she just say? I want some more specifics. <laughs> info at yogaforfirstresponders.org, I-N-F-O. Um, ask all your questions there and someone gets back to you immediately. Great. And just to clarify, so that instructor training certification, is this for people who are already certified yoga instructors? No, it's for everyone. So yes, okay. and and more. Gotcha. Um, in fact, I will tell you that um, I'm. I feel like um, those who have no yoga experience, it's almost easier for them because <laughs> those coming in with a lot of yoga experience, or they're already yoga instructors. We have to sort of unteach them things mm -hmm. um, because okay, like you're teaching military now, you're teaching first responders, you know, we do it this way. And this is how our protocol is. When we have a clean slate, 
and listen, a good soldier, right? They literally do what I say. And it's yeah. great. You know? <laughs> oh, you so, mean they um, don't have to call out the Sanskrit name every move? <laughs> nope, nope, they do not in this particular case. Um, so, so yeah. So if anyone, if you have never touched a yoga mat, in fact, one of my success stories is my husband. So my husband is a retired firefighter. He had not touched a yoga mat until uh, a YFFR program was in his department. Um, and that was a few years back. He loved it, got into it. Not only did I certify him as, and as a YFFR instructor, he went on to get 200 hours to become a registered national yoga instructor. Um, and he teaches at our instructor schools now. And I, if I do say mo so myself, he is quite a good instructor. So yes, please, anyone and everyone. Okay, and then you said you're um, you're setting up these these uh, trainings for to become instructors soon to be offered online, or is this all in person? Instructor school will always be in person. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's and it, and that's just because you know it's it's such a uh, I don't want to say sensitive, but like um, it is a, a a critical training right? Yes. That we, we really like to keep that part in person. Mm -hmm. The online stuff is for your personal, you know, for right. your personal practice and training. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, great. And where is this located at the, your, your instruction? The instructor school? Yes. Yeah. We do them all over the country. So oh, okay. it just, it just depends. Our next last one for 2021 is going to be in Idaho falls and that's next week, 2022. Again, I'm probably saying this, my chief training officer is probably going to be mad at me for saying this because <laughs> contracts have not been signed yet, but the potential we're looking at is Fairfax, Virginia, St. Louis, Missouri, um, here in Denver, Colorado, where I live. Okay. Um, in Georgia and Florida are a couple other potentials. And Fantastic. listen, if you're, if we love to, we only host these at military and first you know, public safety training centers. So if you're like, we could host it, give us an email and we can come to you. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah. That's so awesome. So I, I just love your organization so much. I'll definitely be following you and checking up on that, that training. I might want to get certified myself. I was going to say, awesome. I'm going to be, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be wooing you to come. You seem yeah. perfect for it. Yes. I, I mean, I've never gotten any kind of formalized yoga training. I've definitely taught it plenty of times, but yeah, this is, this is right up my alley. I love it. So thanks awesome. so much. Thanks for yeah. coming on Olivia. And I appreciate you um, making the time to be on the warrior wellness podcast. Oh, Stephanie, it's always great to talk about this stuff. So thank you for having me. Hey guys, thanks so much again for joining us on another episode of the warrior wellness podcast. Please make sure to subscribe, follow, like all that good stuff on your favorite podcast platform or and on our YouTube channel. Go ahead and leave us a review while you're there. And if you screenshot your review, email it to info at fireteamwhiskey.com with your name and address. You'll be entered into our drawing for a prize for just leaving us a review. So let us know what we're doing great, what you'd like to hear more about. And please go ahead and just give us a follow and give us a honest review, especially on iTunes, because that helps us reach other military members, veterans, and first responders with this vitally important information about how to improve their health 
fitness and wellness. We will see you at the next episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast. I am your podcast host, former Army Captain Stephanie Lincoln, founder of Fire Team Whiskey. Fire Team Whiskey is proud to sell Zaya Athletic Wear. We love the awesome styles, amazing quick dry technology, and best of all, the price. Zaya Active is the official workout wear of Fireteam Whiskey. Go to bit.ly forward slash ZayaFTW and check out all the styles for women, men, and kids.